Good evening. It's 9 o'clock on Monday, the 9th of April. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa is now in session. This is Kila 7, Tango, Echo, Juliet, Rick, your net control for this evening. Before I proceed, is there any emergency or priority traffic for the net? Monday night, the Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa meets for training and exercise in the public service communications arts. Someone has to be ready. This net is dedicated to addressing that challenge. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa also activates during threats or emergencies affecting Maricopa County. So when trouble strikes in Maricopa County, tune here. This net is an activity, not a separate organization. We don't recruit people from their chosen organization. So go join the public service organization of your choice and come here to learn, hone your skills, and exercise your equipment. All are welcome here. The only requirements are a radio, a license to use it on the net, and an interest in using both for the benefit of others. We expect to make mistakes and learn from them. Old grumps and sorry attitudes do not belong here. This frequency is hereby a can-do, how-to zone. This is K7TEJ Net Control. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa is held on the Mount Ord, figures 146, decimal 9 or 2, minus offset, and the Shaw Butte figures 147, decimal 2, 4, plus offset, and now the Scottsdale Airpark figures 146.76 minus offset linked repeaters. All three repeaters require a, require a figures 162.2 hertz PL tone. Thanks to the good guys of the Arizona Repeater Association for authorizing the use of, the, of these repeaters. Any stations that can't reach the repeater should try transmitting simplex on the output frequency of the repeater. Wait for the repeater to stop transmitting before you transmit. Any stations that hear someone that net control cannot hear should notify me with the word relay. In the event that the repeater fails, we will use simplex on the Shaw Butte frequency figures 147.24 simplex. This is Kilo 7 Tango Echo Juliet net control. Volunteer for alternate net control. Alternate net control copies check-ins with me and keeps notes, informs me when I double with someone, and is available for special assignments. Alternate net control will assume net leadership if I cannot continue. I don't believe anybody volunteered last week, so if anybody out there would like to volunteer for alternate net control, please come now with your call sign, please. Seven CCC Andrew, thank you. And uh, I have a couple of attachments with the topic. Are you ready to uh, to receive? I'm ready to receive. Send to my call sign at eight double rl dot net. KF seven CCC 
at awrl.net. Tactical call sign alternate net control. And also, uh, I will send the attachment in a few seconds. Please let me know when you've received it. Assuming tactical alternate net control, and I'll let you know when I receive them. KF7 CCC. on the way, Andrew. Okay, tonight's uh, topic is making clear and concise weather reports. Uh, so we're going to begin check-ins uh, tonight, and I'm going to take them in two groups. The first uh, group of check-ins I'll take will be uh, those participants tonight who are certified uh, National Weather Service weather spotters. So if you have uh, taken weather spotter training and have a spotter number, please uh, come now in groups of three. Uh, give your call sign in phonetics and your name, please. KF7 IVQ Kilo Foxtrot 7 India Victor Quebec Kilo Foxtrot 7 Mike Mike X-Ray Adam Kilo 6 Oscar Zulu Yankee Chris William, Jerry. Kilo 7, Mike, Mike, X-Ray, Adam. And Kilo 6, Oscar, Z, Yankee, uh, Chris. And uh, KF7, IVQ, if you could uh, give your name, please. KF7, IVQ, name is Rich. And uh, the next uh, group of three uh, who have had weather spotter training, please come now with your call sign and name. Kilo 2, Peter, Frank, William, Jerry. Foxtrot 7, Oscar, Juliet, Papa, Deborah. Kilo Foxtrot, excuse me, let's try that again. Kilo 7, Echo Delta Tango, Ed. Okay, I've got uh, Kilo 2, Papa Foxtrot Whiskey, Jerry. Kilo Foxtrot 7, Oscar Julia Papa, Deborah. And Kilo 7, Echo Delta Tango, Ed. Uh, the group, next group of three weather spotters, uh, please come now with your call sign and name. Kilo Echo 7, Echo Juliet Foxtrot, Dennis.
King 9, Edward David King, Ed. Uh, two here, Kilo, Ed, uh, Kilo Echo 7, Echo Juliet Foxtrot Dennis, and Kilo 9, Echo Delta Kilo Ed. Do we have any more uh, check-ins who have had weather spotter training? Uh, please uh, come now. This will be the last call for now, and, uh, and we'll move on. Kilo Echo 7, Victor India November, Kevin. November 4, Papa Bravo Yankee, Ken. Kilo Echo 7, uh, Victor India November. Kevin, uh, the second call, I didn't get the entire call. I believe it's Kilo Echo 7, Whiskey Hotel Echo. I uh, did not get your name. And we have November 4, Papa Bravo Yankee. Ken, uh, glad you could make it. Ken, uh, got a little worried there this afternoon. Hotel Echo, please come with your full call sign, please, and your name. Echo 7, Whiskey Hotel Echo, Joe. Uh, looks like you're quick keying a little bit because I'm not getting the first letter of your call. So I uh, believe it's Kilo Echo 7 Whiskey Hotel uh, Echo. Uh, please just key up and uh, just give a second or two for the repeater uh, to for the transmitter on the repeater to uh, to key up so we can get your entire transmission. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong on the call sign. You are correct on the call sign. KE7WHE. We'll move on to uh, check-ins that have not had weather spotter training. Uh, so now, again, if you have not had any weather, uh, formal weather spotter training, please come now, check in with your uh, FCC call sign at uh, Phonetics, and your name, please. This is Rick, Kilo 7, Tango Echo Juliet, your net control. Kilo Foxtrot 7, Romeo Whiskey Tango, JD. Uh, November 7, India Sierra Romeo, TD, Tango Delta. And Kilo 2, Zulu Zulu Quebec, Doug. 
Uh, next three uh, check-ins, uh, no formal weather spot or training. Please come now. Kilo, Foxtrot 7, Uniform, Bravo, Tango, Ladere. Alpha, Charlie 7, Echo Whiskey, Kelly. Kilo, Foxtrot 7, Hotel, James. At uh, Kilo, Foxtrot 7, Uniform, Bravo, Tango, Ladere. And Alpha Charlie 7, Echo Whiskey, Kelly. The last one uh, had a double. I got the uh, suffix ending in Oscar Hotel and the name Gene. Uh, if you could come again with your full call sign uh, and confirm that I got the name correct, please. Kilo, Foxtrot 7, Papa, Oscar Hotel, James, Julia, Alpha Mike, Echo, Sierra. Direction to Kilo Foxtrot, 7 Papa Oscar Hotel, James. Sorry about that. And uh, we can go with the next three uh, check-ins, including the station that doubled with James. If you could come now, please, with your call sign and name. Whiskey 7 Echo Hotel, Sierra, Ernest. Whiskey Bravo 7, Uniform Lima Whiskey, Glenn. Whiskey 7, Echo Hotel Sierra, Ernest. Uh, Whiskey Bravo 7, Uniform Lima Whiskey, Glenn. And again, I had a double on the last one. I copied uh, the suffix Lima Yankee Sierra. Matt, if you could come with your full call sign, please. Whiskey 7, Lima Yankee Sierra, Matt. Seven, Lima, Yankee, Sierra, Matt. And uh, we'll take the next three stations. Uh, Non-weather spotters, call sign and name, please. Kilo, Fox, Track 7, Romeo, Echo, November. Kilo, Fox, Track 7, Oscar, Quebec, Zulu, Harry. Kilo, Foxtrot 7, Romeo, Echo, Mike, Rick. Kilo, Foxtrot 7, Romeo, Echo, November. I did not get the name. We'll get that after I uh, get the other two confirmed. Kilo, Fox 7, Oscar, Quebec, Zulu, Harry. And Kilo Fox 7, Romeo Echo Mike, Rick. Uh, KF7REN, if you could come with your name, please. Um, Ephraim, KF7REN. KF7REN, Romeo Echo November, Ephraim. Thank you uh, for that. And the next three check ins, please, non weather spotters, name and call sign. 
Kilo Foxtrot 7, November Lima X-ray. Todd. Kilo Foxtrot 7, Juliet Golf Romeo. Fox 7, November Lima X-ray Todd. Uh, the next station, I believe, was Kilo Fox 7, Juliet Golf Romeo Jim. And the third station was uh, All Noise. If you want to try again, uh, move around, up your power, or find the uh, sweet spot, uh, and try again, please. heard on that. Uh, did I confirm uh, Kilo Fox 7, Juliet Golf Romeo correctly? Thank you, Jim. And was anybody able to copy that third station that tried to check in that was uh, all noise, at least into, uh, into my unit? Hopefully uh, he'll try to find that sweet spot and check in uh, on the next round or two. We'll go, uh, do we have any more uh, non-spotter check-ins? Please come now. Like we're done with uh, with check-ins, we got a pretty good group tonight uh, here. Hopefully, uh, we'll uh, get something out of the topic. Uh, we do have a special guest tonight. He checked in earlier, November four, Papa Bravo Yankee Ken. Uh, he is uh, with the National Weather Service, and uh, he has uh, agreed to join us, take the time out to uh, to join us tonight, and uh, and help us in uh, in getting our topic covered. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll begin now. Um, Ken, if you want to introduce yourself, maybe, and uh, give a little background on your uh, your experience, and then we'll uh, we'll move on to the first part of the topic. Uh, thank you, Rick. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me this evening. Um, I hope I'm putting out a good signal. Um, so special thanks not only to Rick for inviting me, but also to Kevin for providing me with a temporary antenna, which is doing a lot better. I think, uh, getting into the repeaters this evening. Um, as Rick said, my name is Ken Waters. I'm, uh, uh, my official title is the Warning Coordination Meteorologist for the National Weather Service here in Phoenix. Um, I've been here five years, and previous to Phoenix, I was in Honolulu, uh, tough duty. Um, and I've been a ham since uh, 1980. And uh, so, let's see, what else? Uh, my uh, my position here at the office uh, involves managing a lot of the operational programs, uh, including the uh, the spotter program for the uh, for the office, and uh, working closely with the emergency management and uh, the media, um, and uh, also I even get to pull some shifts once in a while. So um, 
not, it all, all pretty much keeps me busy. Um, I do some of the spotter training for the office. I'm uh, one of about three or four trainers that we have. And, uh, in fact, this week, starting uh, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be off uh, providing some courses uh, for some folks out in California. And I'll be back at the end of the week. Um, I think that's uh, that, that probably... Uh, uh, Let's see. Oh, I, I should say I've been with the National Weather Service since 1996, and before that I served in the Air Force as a weather officer uh, from 1979 to 1994. So uh, I think that uh, that's probably talking about me enough, and so uh, Rick, I'll send it back. Uh, this is in for PBY. Ken, uh, we do appreciate your taking the time out to join us today. And again, yes, also thanks to Kevin, uh, who uh, was a big help in taking the time out to get you on the air tonight. Uh, uh, those didn't know, I got home, checked my email, and saw his thread about him not being able to hit the repeaters from uh, from his location, uh, needing an antenna. And Kevin ran and got some adapters for an antenna he has to uh, to Ken's radio. So. Uh, thanks to Kevin uh, again for uh, for helping him get on the air. Okay, we can get started here. Uh, first uh, part is uh, some basic uh, reasons why we would be giving uh, need to know how to give clear and concise weather reports. I'm going to throw it out to the uh, to the crowd. Obviously, uh, you know the weather emergencies such as the hailstorm we had uh, about a year and a half or so ago. Uh, it would be would be one, but what are some other situations uh, and such that we might need to uh, be able to accurately describe the weather around us? Uh, please uh, come now with your call sign if uh, if you have any input on that. KF7OJP. 
you bring up a point that we'll probably get into as we talk about spotting uh, later, yeah, helping uh, determine where the action is. Uh, and all. But uh, I'm going to throw, throw this one out there. Uh, during a, uh, a public service event, um, a trail run, uh, marathon, or an event like Ragnar, uh, particularly something as large as Ragnar where you could have uh, weather spaced out, the ability to uh, to report weather could uh, very well affect the outcome and safety of the participants uh, there. So that, that's where I was trying to get to uh, on that. But um, anybody else have any other uh, input on where, where we would need uh, and why we would need to have uh, good weather reporting skills? KE-7, VIN. Kevin, KE7VIN. Yeah, just to elaborate a little bit on what you just said, I, <clears throat> you beat me to the punch. That public service events um, uh, can uh, require spotters sometimes. Uh, the one that comes to mind, which, which was not a huge event, but a few years ago when they opened the uh, the last part of the 202 um, Red Mountain Freeway. We they had a party on the freeway, and, and, uh, and we worked that. We supported communications. And because it's down in a hole, we couldn't see any weather that might be coming. We were all working down there and, you know, patrolling and, and all that. And we did have some uh, one or two stations, uh, home stations, actually, that were watching the weather and letting us know what was going on. Uh, because if a, uh, if a storm blew in in a hurry, this was in June, so monsoon season. Uh, we were concerned that we didn't want to get uh, surprised. Luckily, we didn't. But uh, as you said, the, the public service events sometimes, uh, even ones you don't think of, sometimes require somebody to keep an eye on the weather. K7 VIN. Kevin, yeah, that's uh, that, that's actually something I hadn't thought of too. Having with spotters who were not actually at the event, uh, reporting from uh, from a distance to give fair warning of uh, of impending weather, particularly in monsoon season. We all know that can uh, happen very quickly. Weather can change during monsoon very quickly. Uh, to move on a little, I'd like to. Uh, I'll let maybe Ken uh, expound on some of the resources that would be available for. Uh, uh, for weather spotters, uh, either from uh, from home in the situation uh, Kevin described, or situations uh, where you're actually out in the field, and uh, some resources that you might have in the field to be able to determine uh, and make an accurate report, uh, rather than just saying it's really windy or it's really raining kind of hard. Uh, Ken, November four, Papa Bravo Yankee, could you uh, please uh, give some ideas on uh, some of the resources we could use to uh, determine? Uh, an accurate weather picture. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Um, well, you mentioned uh, one about uh, estimating wind, and uh, some of you might recall uh, it's been around for many, many years. Uh, you can wait for computers. Something called the Beaufort scale, and uh, it basically is just a way of relating um, the wind to to uh, uh, observations that you can see, like like uh, like how you notice uh, leaves shaking. Uh, you know, if you start to see branches breaking, uh, you know, flags uh, that are that are um, fully uh, fully out, uh, that sort of thing. 
Um, so it's, it's an old, old scale that was, uh, I, I believe, uh, originally came, uh, I, think it was, came, I think it came from the marine community uh, with, uh, you know, looking at, the, at like, the waves and, uh, and how the waves come up, and then a land version of it came out. So that's, that's one thing to be familiar with, um, and uh, that's, it's easy to find that on the web. Um, I checked, I don't think we have it linked on our National Weather Service page uh, directly, but I'm sure we've got it somewhere. Um, or alternatively, you can just Google it uh, for Beaufort, B-E-A-U-F-O-R-T, and I'm sure you would find it. Um, other than that, uh, you know, the, the number one thing that always comes to mind is uh, the best, best tool for a spotter is situational awareness. And by that, I mean uh, being aware uh, if, uh, if, if there's uh, any kind of a significant weather that's expected. Um, you know, check, check the weather report. Um, if, uh, especially if, if you know we're issuing watches, weather watches, um, or maybe we've issued an outlook and expect uh, weather coming in. Uh, one thing about Arizona weather, uh, it's uh, it, it's it's not as easy in some respects as as other places uh, like back east, where you know you can you, you can time everything. You know the front's coming through, and you know you can you can you can really pretty much pin everything down. Uh, it's it's a little more uh, more of a game out here because uh, we have a, a lot of variability with the uh, the terrain, and especially during the monsoon season. And uh, it's uh, sometimes we can expect an active day and we don't get it, and other times the other way around. Um, but usually we have a pretty good idea that that we're entering into a uh, an active period. So best thing is situational awareness. Uh, that can mean uh, monitoring a no weather radio, having a no weather radio with you, or of course just your most mobile ham radios now can get that as well. Uh, and just just be understand what the situation is and what kind of weather we might be uh, might be uh, looking out for. Uh, so I hope that helps for a start uh, in for BBY. White. Ken, yeah, that's uh, good good information there. And uh, one, I'm going to open it up to questions to the group there. But uh, I'm going to start with one question that I have is. Uh, Obviously, uh, yeah, I found the uh, Beaufort scale actually on the the second link on uh, after I Googled it. Went to the NOAA one of the NOAA pages uh, there, and it had a nice printout. I was able to print out um, and, and all, which actually is going to go in the car with me. But my question is uh, similar to the Beaufort scale: Is there any method uh, to eyeball and estimate rainfall uh, without a rain gauge on there? I was, uh, thinking about that and trying to find uh, that on the on the net uh, there, and I couldn't find anything. Do you have any advice on how to estimate rainfall uh, at uh, when, when you know when you're in that situation? Uh, K7TEJ. Uh, great question, Rick. Uh, and it's a tough one. Um, frankly, uh, I'm not aware of any really good like training you can have or or a special technique. To, to estimate to what the rain rate is, um, we we do get reports of rain rate, but although they're almost always, you know, from uh, from 
the people's uh, home weather stations or uh, if they're checking, running out and checking their rain gauge really fast, maybe, uh, if they have a manual rain gauge. Uh, but but I, I'm not aware of any really good technique for looking outside, and short of maybe a whole lot of experience and, you know, knowledge of being able to uh, to, to compare it to, to live readings. Um, so, you know, like I've got a Davis Instruments, and I look at the instantaneous rain rate on it sometimes, and that can kind of give me an idea because um, uh, occasionally I'll see like one to two inches per hour, uh, which is uh, you, know, you know what you might get with uh, some of these strong monsoon uh, rainstorms. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, I I'm not really aware of any any good technique there. Um, so the best thing is experience, and uh, you can take the flip side of it. Instead of reporting the rain rate, you can report the impacts. So you can report that there's uh, X number of inches of water running down your street, curb to curb flooding, you know, something like that, and uh, it, that all helps us. It helps us do our job, uh, even if we don't have the exact uh, uh, instantaneous rain rate. And for PPY. Thanks, Ken. Uh, Glad you gave that that answer because then at least I know that uh, I didn't search in, in vain. <laughs> it just didn't seem to be out there. Uh, if anybody else has any questions uh, or comments for Ken on uh, resources, uh, there, please uh, come now uh, with your call sign. Um, and it is one that uh, that comes up periodically. Um, the, the there are some differences as you go across the country, uh, across different uh, um, weather service offices. Um, and some offices are uh, really tuned into just looking just at severe hail. And it actually the, the new criteria for severe hail is one inch diameter, uh, which is pretty. A pretty large hail. Um, we don't get hail that often, although it uh, it seemed like it a, about a year and a half ago, uh, back in October. Um, but uh, we're we have a, a I guess you'd say easier criteria. Uh, we're just interested if anytime there's hail anywhere, um, we we like to get the reports. Now, with that said, I, I have to give one caveat. Uh, there are times when when there's a widespread area of hail, and we can really get inundated with the uh, the, the quarter-inch hail reports. Um, but that's kind of a part of uh, going through a net. You know, basically uh, the net controller has the ability to 
um, to uh, to basically like filter, like say, okay, we're only you know, more significant events, uh, just you know to make sure that that the the most important events do get through, you know, do get identified on the net. So uh, we had that situation actually a couple weeks ago when we had a, a whole lot of uh, a slew of, uh, of uh, pea-sized hail um, reports that came in uh, mostly from the East Valley. And uh, I, I know a lot of them were called in, and so that, that kept the, the folks in the office pretty busy. Uh, but but when they're when they're sent in through the net, um, the, the net controller's job is, is he can he or she can can filter it a little bit better and say, well, you know, I'm not going to just keep keep saying, okay, we got another pea sized hail in Chandler and, and Tempe and so on. Uh, I'm I'm going to listen for some of the, the the higher scale events, if you will, and pass those back to the National Weather Service. So that's it. But so it's basically it was a the decision that the local office made here, and uh, I think it's a good one, you know, cause, uh, uh, because uh, sometimes uh, some, sometimes uh, you know a, a small hail uh, can can lead to larger hail, and uh, it really helps us to to be able to identify that uh, back to net and for PPY. Thanks, Ken. Uh, does anyone else have any questions or comments for uh, Ken on uh, on resources uh, for weather spotting? Come now, please. So I'm going to ask one more, Ken. Uh, what is the uh, best frequency uh, for us to tune to for uh, in NOAA weather uh, on the uh, on the 162 band? Okay, uh, we uh, depending on where you are in the valley, you can probably get anywhere from about two to maybe four. Um, for this, the, the frequency is pretty good, pretty well, um, but. For most areas within the valley, you're probably going to want to monitor the South Mountain transmitter, uh, which is actually the, the Phoenix uh, radio, and that's 162.55. Um, but that said, I have to I have to tell you that there are a few little uh, little pockets that we've heard about. Um, I, I recall one was uh, on the north side of Campbellback, up in like North Scottsdale area. Uh, where there's a, there's a bit of a of a shadow, if you will, where they, they have difficulty getting the signal. So in in lieu of that, uh, there's a couple other frequencies you can listen to. Uh, 